0: Welcome back to Upfront with Jane. Today I'm joined by Sophie Cross, who is the publisher and editor of Freelancer Magazine, which is a glossy print first magazine for, you guessed it, freelancers who want a less ordinary life. The magazine features stories from a huge mix of the most talented freelancers. So it really offers the opportunity for people to discover more about people like themselves and also be inspired by those working in completely different industries. The magazine is created and published from London, with mainly UK-based stories, but also features freelancers from around the world. Are you ready to find out more? Let's meet Sophie. Hi Sophie, thank you for joining me today. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, it's an absolute pleasure. So... um, to kick things off, um, perhaps you could tell me a little bit about um, how you've got to become editor of Freelance Magazine and uh, your career to date?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, strong marketing background. So, marketer um, and now sort of um, self-proclaimed editor of Freelancer Magazine. Um So yeah, started off as a marketer in sort of corporate hospitality, so working for Hilton and brands like that, and then went freelance about eight, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, As a marketer, my my freelance business is called Thoughtfully, um, and was working largely for the travel and hospitality industry. Then a lot of my work started to be in copywriting and content. It was just kind of, I mean, I, I didn't really realise how much I enjoyed that aspect of the work, I guess. And, and you know, looking back now, actually, even in hotels, you know, I was writing the brochures and really enjoying it and sort of not really thinking anything of it. And I guess that kind of, that element of the work is sometimes seen, you know, it's not the kind of strategic part of it, is it? Um, so yeah, when I started doing sort of content copywriting and didn't really know what a copywriter was, um, but sort of start calling myself a copywriter. <laughs> and so I, I was on Twitter and I found this like most amazing copywriting community on Twitter. I know you've spoken to Dave Harland mm-hmm. and, you know, he's a good mate of mine now. I'm really honoured to say, you know, that and lots of other people um, that content shared, loads of copywriters. We, we, there's, a, there's a live Twitter chat every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Uh, which is hashtag content club uk and I I can't remember how I did it but I stumbled across like the first one and was just yeah became part of this incredible copywriting community and just learned loads about copywriting um and that was about three years ago and then I was actually living in Exmoor at the time so I was in London um And then sort of six, seven years ago, my husband and I decided we'd had enough of London. We went traveling to India for six months, left our stuff in like an old family holiday flat in Exmoor, went to get it (laughs) (laughs) and then we're still there six years later. And he retrained as a plumber, but we decided we wanted to come back to London. So we moved back to London last February. And I was like, I was like ready to kind of get more into marketing again I was missing the strategy side of it um you know I really wanted to sort of double down and focus on travel and hospitality because I'd always had that as a client base but had sort of tried to do some other things and then I was like you love hospitality you love travel you know in your personal life why do you keep trying to not work for these industries and like <laughs> I was working for like london eye last you know, big brands as well. Um, And so, yeah, I was literally was like chomping at the bit to get back to London to, I thought I was gonna set up like some hospitality marketing like networking event. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna like take the hospitality marketing industry by storm. And then by March I'd lost basically all of my clients. Yeah. (laughs) And um, you know, the familiar tale of 2020 Um, yeah, and I suppose I still had that, um, well, I had the drive, but also I didn't, you know, I didn't have anything to lose to some extent, um, know and and actually when you I found in life when you have that blank canvas that is actually when something quite exciting can happen next absolutely Um, so that's when you're when the magazine was born and when it started well it came I actually started making courses so I started making marketing courses online about July 2020
0: okay
1: um and they were targeted at freelancers fun like predominantly um and you know the response was really good and I was really getting a really big bigger part of online freelance communities last year before I started the, doing the courses just because everyone was online so much everyone was looking to help each other um yeah and then started creating the courses and, and was just getting so much support from people either buying them or sharing them um and then just really throwing myself into being part of those communities and and where I say I think the idea for the magazine came from was the fact that you know because I was because freelancers were not only kind of my peers and my mates at that point but they were also my target market Mm. I started really paying attention to problems that other people were having that weren't necessarily relevant for me whereas normally when you're part of communities you probably you know really your eyes your ears prick up when your your eyes prick up you're thinking of a meerkat your, your eyes prick up when um when you, you know, when it's relevant for you or when you mm. feel like you can help. But I was trying to listen to like everything to spotlight gaps and you know started becoming known, you know, within my own little communities of you know, as someone who was like they call me the freelance OG now the freelance yeah. Manager, someone, <laughs> yeah which I was so pleased about at the time um it was Joe Gannon who's amazing on LinkedIn and he's I was being so inspired by these people who are quite a bit younger than me and he was like oh so if you're like a freelance OG and I told my husband and then I realized that that just means old
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you've highlighted something there though because I mean I think a lot of people have felt quite isolated over the last 16 months of working from home but as a freelancer that's normal there's been no change for Mm. many people This working from home um and even more so because you're not necessarily part of a team you take the work you do your bits in isolation so I think to have some sort of community there where there's people who perhaps even in slightly different um positions or different industries can absolutely share and relate to your kind of struggles must be Mm. an amazing support group really
1: yeah and you know, copywriting Twitter, you know, and marketing Twitter in my experience is like incredible. If you're talking about kind of collaboration over competition that I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, certainly it was a business, you know, sort of mindset that I believed in, but actually to, you know, be surrounded by these role models who are you know doing business a bit differently just really going out of their way to to sort of help and collaborate with each other and share you know this is my contract template this is you know on a practical yeah. level this is what I charge if you want help with this if you want me to you know I guarantee if I put on Twitter oh I've got this thing I just don't think I'm not sure if it sounds right you know I would have like 20 people mm. be like oh I'll read it for you you know and goes around comes around right so um yeah it was an incredible year for that and 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 continues to be and um so I was trying to think of a way to create content for freelancers with a view to, to marketing the courses with a view to raising my profile as someone that could help someone who was like a an expert in in freelancing and an and og and an expert in marketing free like marketing helping freelancers market themselves and i just suddenly thought oh i don't think there's a magazine because mm-hmm. we would know about it um and i used to make a magazine for another a hotel client um with angela who i design this magazine or who designs this magazine with me well Angela design. a designer then Yes, Angela, Angela Lyons is the designer for the magazine. So we used to work. We worked together for like three years on a a magazine for a big hotel group and it got pulled. So it was serendipitous a little bit in that way. Um, Yeah, I came up with the idea on on New Year's Day morning, which I also blame. I didn't drink in 2020. I had a challenge to do a year off it, and I'm like, who's thinking of business ideas on like New Year's Day morning? So that was probably half another reason why I came up with the idea, or was able to come up with the idea. Clarity, you must have been the only person that was sober last year. Yeah, like the only person <laughs> buying URLs on New Year's Day morning. <laughs> yeah, most people are searching divorces on New Year's Day.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> like hangover doctor
0: yeah mm. but do you think um in some respects because the world was turned upside down it almost forced you into this do you think it I know it's hard to know what what would you have done have this yeah. not happened but do you think um, and I've spoken to a few other people who've started businesses and almost said I kind of felt like I had a bit of a shield around me because if it didn't work it didn't really matter because everything in the world was a bit crazy anyway
1: yeah absolutely like I said like I've always found like having that like actually funnily enough the course I was doing at the time when I was inspired to start making my own courses was a course by Mark Pollard called Sweathead and it was a strategy course and again I met a few people on Twitter that were doing it and we sort of set up our little what we called it a coven so it was like six or seven women we started this little accountability group and I sort of had that moment where I was like well I could maybe make a course but his his kind of one of his strap lines is from mess comes what next hmm. And I love that. And it really resonates with me. But I feel like, yeah, there was probably a mix, like almost like a perfect mix of experience mixed with not having anything to lose. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I definitely do feel like, uh, again, like my friend Gareth Thomas was telling me about it, but it's a Steve Jobs quote that's like about um, joining up the dots so you let keep laying down dots and you don't know how they'll join up in your future but I feel like oh my god I can see so many things with the magazine now where it was sort of meant to be like in the way you know I love writing marketing it mm. I used to make magazines I love you know hearing about people's stories I love you know my main kind of marketing at the moment is certainly you know I mean it's so organic that I tr- don't even think it's marketing myself a lot of the time yeah. because yeah. you know it's but that that is great for me that's perfect so yeah it just feels like those dots have have really started joining up and even silly stuff like <laughs> you know stuff that you try and force or also I was trying to force years ago like and now like sort of like oh, wanting to do something with music or playlists but now mm. there's a playlist in the magazine and i'm like and, and even on my courses like i have playlists for my courses and stuff. <laughs> i'm just kind of like you know people i don't know pe- people can like it or lump it to some extent can't you can certainly your passion for it's definitely coming
0: across and i think mm. if you're going to take on something like this you want to enjoy it. it almost doesn't it is work because i imagine you're putting lots of hours in but I'd imagine you are going to bed excited, waking up excited. If you're out on a walk, you're probably thinking of ideas and, and mm. it sounds like it's almost ha- all happened, all come together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we launched via Kickstarter and I think actually from the first day I started talking about this, I was talking about it with this much enthusiasm, which was like, and then other people feel that energy and they and they actually then, so I talk a lot about, um dom dj dom c who was on the front cover of issue one who was like the main feature interview i asked him if he would be involved and um basically the first issue was creativity so i was like who are the coolest people i know (laughs) um you know who are the most creative people i know so i called him and then he was he was like hey why don't we do a a launch party on twitch for your kickstarter because he was dj like moved all his dj onto twitch so you know we had an awesome launch party which just got the kickstart off to a flying start and then another friend Twitter friend who I've met in real life now which is great called Ed Callow who's an amazing writer he wrote into Radio 6 into Lauren Laverne and we got like a huge feature on Lauren Laverne and it was like people could feel you know they were like feeding off it and you know I was just celebrating and and you know ultimately that kind of is if you're talking about in marketing sense it's, it's social proof but really it was like yeah. And it, yeah, it was crazy. And actually I sort of promised myself from the beginning that I was going to enjoy it. And after issue one, I did, and the Kickstarter and I also moved house and fully renovated the house <laughs> in those three months, I did feel a tiny bit burnt out and I really kind of had to check myself and say a tiny bit burnt out. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I sort of had to check myself and say like, check yourself before you break yourself which is actually a, a, yeah. a song on one of my um courses playlists. <laughs> but um yeah I just had to kind of you know I sort of hate I'm saying now I hate the word sustainable which is a bit controversial isn't it because I'm like not that person I wanna you know as you could probably tell already I probably you know I wanna I wanna love I wanna you know effing love something I don't want it to be sustainable but yeah I was like, if this is to be sustainable and you're going to keep enjoying it and, you know, really the, the the kind of positivity and enthusiasm and kind of calm, collected to some extent, demeanour that you're going out with is to remain genuine. You yeah. need to... Um, start doing some exercise again <laughs> and you need to start like yeah. getting out of the house and mm-hmm. and having time off and you know so yeah that was and i got a co-working space as well because we moved back to london so everything was quite hectic and it was the first time i hadn't had like a dedicated office in ages in my mm-hmm. house so i've just kind of got a co-working space and that kind of work life separation has been really important yeah um, leaving the house to get to the co-working space is helpful yeah it's just that separation
0: isn't it i think a lot of people will have missed that commute even if you've only got a short commute it just gives you that headspace and you don't feel like you're working from the office rather than Mm. uh, sorry living in the office rather than working at home it can be hard to get the balance so you started the magazine last year and it's a quarterly magazine how did you, so the last quarter is all about community. So I want to talk mm. to you about that as well. But how did you start to introduce it? How did you get people subscribing to it, signing up? What was your uptake and how have so, you heard
1: with that? Yeah, so we launched via Kickstarter. Um, so it launched, so it was this year. So it was first down Jan this year. And the Kickstarter launched in, at by the end of February. So it was just like 100 miles an hour. And I was just like... I wanna take people with me. So I, from the very beginning, I basically told people what I was thinking. So I was like going out on Twitter and I was like, thinking of launching a magazine. Um, I, you know, we put some cover options together. We got people to vote on the cover options before the Kickstarter went live, Um, like the logo options. Um, And it's just kind of been like that. So then, yeah, we had the launch party. I was sort of sharing teasers of I think when the Kickstarter went live, we had about three spreads um, okay. mocked up. So, and we, um, we may, I say we, but well, it was we, we, me and Ange with the design. Um, but yeah, I did a, a Kickstarter video with a, a videographer called Jesse Roth. Um, so we had, people could get a real sense of what it was about as much yeah. as they could. And then, yeah, I just went to town on, mainly on Twitter. The Twitter community have been amazing, but on LinkedIn as well. So those are the two platforms I use the most. There is, like, a dedicated Instagram account for the magazine, um, which is growing as well. But that's more, I just knew if I wanted one account de- dedicated for the magazine visually, like, because it's quite visual, it had to be Instagram. Yeah. But I only have my own accounts through Twitter and LinkedIn because I just think it's better to be a like it's better to be a person. I think people feel yeah definitely they know who
0: they're dealing with it's the editor behind it I think Mm. Twitter just seems to have people you can share on Instagram but I think Twitter's just so much easier to um, share content to comment on it it's so much more Mm. fast paced isn't it so it sounds like you've got the right platforms there it's interesting also because obviously all these social platforms have had a bad name for themselves recently for negative comments so it's interesting to hear from your side of things how you found such a supportive community and actually complete opposite really.
1: Yeah absolutely and I mean I'm not um, denying that social media can be a complete shit basically but Mm -hmm. and actually it surprised me in a way because I have always been fairly cautious with it and still am to some extent I mean I think sometimes you'll find people who work in digital who work in social who work in marketing like my family kind of take the mick out of me because like I left whatsapp and they're like what are you why have you left whatsapp like you literally work in you know digital and you know I am I don't go on social that much so I use it a lot for work and I use it a lot for Um, chatting in the daytime with like my freelance community or the different freelance communities but um, I am really careful not to lose evenings to scrolling I don't really you know I'm really selective what channels are you so I was a bit reluctant to kind of yeah kind of throw myself in but now I've sort of realized that you know providing it is positive yeah you you know and I'm really Again, I don't follow any celebrities at all, any news at all. It doesn't interest me. I never have. Like, I see what's trending, obviously. But I think by the nature of that, I don't really get, um, like, these kind of random, you know, you kind of, yeah, of course, every now and then I'll sort of click a few times and end up and be like, Argh. Yeah. But other than that I really don't even on LinkedIn I, I rarely I don't know sometimes I think there's something wrong with my LinkedIn but everyone's like I'm getting all these spammy and it sort of started a bit when I launched the magazine but yeah again now not too bad and I think yeah like use the unfollow liberally um you know and I know other people share stuff and you can't help that but then I'm um, you know unfollow those people so you don't if you don't want to see that stuff I just think yeah you know, you're not obliged to reply to people. You're not obliged to follow Mm -hmm. anybody. So yeah, like I just always encourage people to keep it as a positive space for them as possible. And I know that isn't, still isn't, um, you know, yeah. Possible and also that I'm in a privileged position that, you know, I'm not kind of inviting trolls at the moment. yeah (laughs) you know maybe it will happen one day but yeah good um
0: yeah no I think it's sensible advice though I think um social media has obviously got to be part of your marketing and it is a great way of speaking to each other but it is also like you say trying to not lose your evenings looking through things and you think actually I've just spent my time looking at people that don't even know why my family is sat by me and I've completely ignored them and you can Mm -hmm. see how it does become an addiction then and it moves on from being um useful for work marketing so with your kind of community that you've built up then now how are you are you finding that you're getting feedback from a lot of freelancers that are reading the magazine are they in communication with you are you having magazine are you inundated with potential contributors how's that happening what's
1: yeah lots all of the above really yeah Um... I mean, I, because, you know, because the the magazine was born out of community, because this issue is themed community, you know, I've obviously been thinking about it more than ever. So, and I suppose from a publishing perspective, we're, we're, we're print first. And, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of that being just to be, diff, you know, to have a bit of a differentiate, point of differentiation, um, that you know people would like some time away from their screens yeah but and you know it's nice you know just receive something nice in the poster but also it was about kind of connecting people not necessarily having to be online and actually mm-hmm. yes the first um you know our first readers subscribers are certainly probably p- mainly people that have come from these existing online communities but you know the intention is that we do get out to people that might not be part of slack groups or twitter or facebook groups and that they can feel connected without having to be online um but then also it's about me having a dialogue with people but also what i'm really focused on is connecting them like you know connecting the different people in the community who aren't connected and absolutely love that and like if i see people on Twitter or LinkedIn and I'm like oh I think they might have met through me like that is my jam basically Aww. but I think that is also um the you know that is community the community is not you having a dialogue with you know that's an audience the community yeah, is you're when they're connected to each other so yeah I and mean, and I mean I'm lucky to be part of lots of different communities so I'm sort of trying to bring those communities together a little bit I guess and um yeah and, and then kind of on the lookout for, you know, different ones. I think it's always easy, isn't it? To kind of, you know, Twitter, Twitter especially is kind of a bit of an echo chamber, isn't it, where you're kind of Mm -hmm. like, but um, yeah, lots of people being really supportive. We got like, um, I I asked people if they would leave a Google review and said like, if you leave a Google review, like I'll send you a sticker. Um, Mm -hmm. And we got like 65 five-star Google reviews in, two days which was oh, amazing awesome. um and yeah just you know I'm on the lookout for people to feature and and hopefully oh, my plan at the moment is kind of issue three issue four time um like I'm not in a position at the moment just budget wise to commission and outsource too much I you know I'm trying to do quite a lot myself but um yeah that is the plan kind of moving forward over the next couple of issues yeah Sounds really exciting. I'd imagine that the freelance community has grown as well over the last
0: 12 months. I think as people have unfortunately been made redundant, perhaps it's been an opportunity for a lot of people to think I'm going to give it a go on my own and actually what's out there. And I think I love the fact that you've done it as a print magazine because I I think it's so important. I know personally if I've got to read more than a few sentences I so much prefer to print it out Mm. read through it I think you can digest it it takes you off your screen Um, and actually it's something quite nice to have I'd imagine a lot of content in it is something that you can go back and revisit as well whereas when it's online it kind of disappears it's gone it's so short-lived whereas actually it's almost like something that you want to collect and keep hold of with it being quarterly as well
1: yeah we, we you know we hope that that people would kind of fold over the pages and, and come back to it and yeah we try and include like everyone's handles in there and things like that so you can kind of go through and follow people or connect with people and yeah it, it's it's a mixture of kind of longer form interviews um with different types of freelancers and then lots of sort of business and marketing and, and more digestible type articles of, of um yeah like tools you could use or or processes or, or things mm-hmm. and, and tricks and, and just trying to share oh god I, i'm about to use the term best practice share best <laughs> practice I yeah. Said it. but yeah so um and it, you know there's a lifestyle element to it too so i sort of and pro- you could probably tell if you went through the magazine. I sort of picked my favorite bits from different magazines, but then worked out how I could make it freelancer themed. yeah, um so yeah I, I I sort of did that, and yeah obviously it's it's really really new, and i'm I'm sort of getting to grips with, you know, I think we have regular features that i I like, or always say regular, there's been two so far, but there will be regular <laughs> yeah exactly and and um yeah but yeah it's just kind of you know experimenting a little bit at the moment but yeah. yeah i think that's nice though because the regular content is what
0: people dip into they know that's going to be there but then there's different features each time so it sounds like a great format so we've touched on community and that's been mm-hmm. this edition i do you know what the next one what the next feature is going to be is that something you're allowed to talk about yet or is that under wraps oh.
1: <laughs> So yeah, I do. Um, issue three is themed discovery, so okay. it's kind of en- an anything goes. Um, yeah. So I'm just looking. because I have my issue two in front of me, and it has what's coming up in issue three in it. So, um, oh yeah, lots of lots of different things. But um, well, should I read you some of them? So yeah, it's all, go for it. It's, it's all, there's all lots of things in discovery because it it, it allows you, you know, full poetic being license, yes, isn't it? Discovery, yeah exactly so we've got get into bed with google it's not unusual to be a freelancer unless you're a dot 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 bit of a mm-hmm. teaser we've got an article about sex work so let's talk about sex work which is going to be a really interesting one um culture vultures tarot reading um you want to be a translator do i need a news newsletter so yeah the best book subs lots and lots of different things but wow. yeah there's a bit of a teaser for you for issue three exclusive yeah. scoop there
0: yeah
1: um and then don't share it with anybody
0: don't no, worry don't, don't tell anybody please.
1: <laughs> my lips are sealed yeah and um yeah issue four is is out in january and it's called and it's going to be starting something and i actually started thinking about that one today a little bit as well because i'm really excited about that one
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah so yeah creativity community discovery starting something and i'm toying with the idea at the moment that that will be i mean I'm 90, this is another exclusive, <laughs> I'm 95% sure we'll go beyond issue four because um, the kicks, with the Kickstarter, people could buy issues one to four. So when we, we hit our goal, we smashed our goal actually, which was amazing. But you know, I was obliged and guaranteed to make issues one to four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am almost certain I was sort of planning this announcement for about February time but <laughs> I can't keep my mouth shut but I'm pretty sure there will be an issue five but TBC it's still early days yes. so no one yeah. knows but I'm sort of toying with the idea of rotating those themes um mm-hmm. because I think they're really nice kind of pillars and yeah. they leave enough kind of flexibility to as move we've with discovered with well. discovery yeah, yeah exactly
0: yeah no that sounds sensible um so what's next then? You've got this far already. Um, is is this your main focus? Is this your baby? Or, um...
1: yeah, this is my baby. I do. I don't have kids actually, but I do feel like I gave birth to an. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, so I'm working with a business coach at the moment, which has just been incredible. And I have just told my sort of last proper client at the moment that I, I can't work with them anymore just because I really want to focus on the magazine. Yeah. Um, and client work might come, Well, I, I do do a little bit of ad hoc writing and things for other clients, which you know I can fit in and I really enjoy. Um, but in terms of kind of like retainer work and stuff like that, I just, it was kind of like between outsourcing stuff for the magazine mm. and using that client money to do that or getting rid of the client, which mm-hmm. was also a bit sad because I, I really enjoyed working with them but it doesn't make sense for me to kind of do that, do the client work and then outsource. So I'm going to kind of consolidate. So yeah, magazine is hundred percent the focus. I, my courses sit under the Thoughtfully brand. So I'm actually going to be moving them under the Freelancer Magazine brand, um, refreshing them. And we'll be looking to launch more courses that will just be really targeted at freelancers um, with alongside the magazine we're also launching like we have a newsletter at the moment like I'm growing an email database but I'm I want the newsletter to be like all singing all dancing just something a bit different so we're I'm creating that at the moment so that will definitely launch by issue three um and yeah we'll just it'll be different content to the magazine and it will be you know kind of shorter bite-sized but yeah yeah, really focus something something a bit fun for freelancers Mm -hmm. probably a monthly um so yeah just everything nice that's communication in between isn't
0: it It keeps you in touch with your audience shorter snippets can be I guess something a bit more timely something that's happening that's current that's relevant in between your editions that come out I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting that you say that you're working with um a coach and actually sometimes you almost need that external perspective to get you to focus because it is sometimes hard when you know that you can take things on or you know you can help somebody or you quite enjoy that bit to not get yourself so distracted and doing little bits of everything kind of well without doing one thing particularly well um So that sounds sensible. And actually, that's probably given you opportunities to perhaps refer work to other freelance contacts that you've got. And that's always there. You can always pick that. It's never going to go, is it? So you can always come back you to You forget
1: that. that though, don't you? But yeah, I actually just had a call with someone who I was referring the work to, which was really nice. And yeah, absolutely. Like you've, you, that was something the coach reminds you is like, you you know, this, that isn't gone forever now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was something, getting the coach was something I put in place kind of after issue one and, and I think you know yeah generally we work on our own so um and you know my husband is probably a little bit sick of me monologuing at him about the magazine yeah. so it's just nice to have someone else to talk to about it and yeah um yeah to get that that outsider perspective yeah I really have like and for someone who was quite skeptical about coaching, but I think it got, you know, not that its reputation has mm-hmm. been any better recently on, on platforms like Instagram, but certainly I was skeptical about coaching over the years. And I, but then over the kind of last year, I've only heard good things from my peers about how they've had good coaches. And I think, you know, if you get a recommendation, you have yeah. a discovery call, you do your research, you get someone who fits with you, Absolutely. then like it it can just be you know I just I'm so pro kind of investing in yourself and mm-hmm. I know it can seem like a lot of money and I know but actually if you kind of think about it in terms of you know a you know a, a year in your business or what difference that could make to your business it, it, it isn't that much well, I know that kind of like group coaching sessions can be, be more affordable but yeah I suppose the good thing the thing that's been really good for me is that I I learn loads because I'm you know I'm interviewing other people I'm talking to other people I'm researching the whole time and then I feel that I you know I feel an obligation to apply it because I feel Mm -hmm. like I you know should be that role model that you know is not just kind of champion I can't say that word I just tried to say it on another call championing (laughs) freelancers but you know I can't yes, you, we, we give the advice we need to hear, but also I want to kind of, you know, lead by example as well. So, yeah, um, no, totally, totally
0: agree. I think it is coming back to the coach thing about getting the right person who has got some experience in your field, who you align with, who shares the values. And I think it can be massive confidence boost as well. Okay. Um, just sometimes when you're sort of doubting things because you're working on your own, I think to have somebody to back you and say, no, you've done really well or also somebody who you're sort of accountable to because some days yeah. are easier than others and just having that support there so i think it's great that you've got that in place early on so it's like sensible decision
1: yeah i totally agree i was like half of me i wrote a blog about it actually a newsletter that was like half of it is like she's like you can see that she sees the potential in you which is so mm. powerful and the other half i was like your job is like tell people you're a coach without telling them you're a coach like yeah basically like just calling BS on people aren't you so like you can sort of like is that really like you know and it's always helpful to have someone call BS on you I think
0: I think so and I think you've also got to give it time with something like that and not think I'm going to change overnight or I'm going to take so much from it but actually give it a bit of time um, and really run with it. And, it and like going back to things changing things you can always move on there might be that it lasts a period of time and then you think okay I've gone as far as I can with that individual now but I feel like I need some support in this area so no mm. I think it, I think it's really important for your sanity and for just planning just putting a strategy together it can be quite difficult working in isolation which leads me on to my next question what what are you doing at the moment out of work then you mentioned trying to get back into exercise Watch your kind of um reset unwind <laughs>
1: relax yeah so um I got a bit addicted to the investing in yourself and I got a PT because oh, well well, yeah I'm I'm hoping that um you know I'm yeah I will be able to kind of reduce the sessions down but I you know for someone who's like run marathons Mm. I could not get my ass back in gear and I was a bit worried because last time we lived in London we were just in the pub the whole time basically but we were like mid-20s and moved to Exmoor was I was sea swimming every day all through the winter everything you know I was part of a running club it was just absolutely lovely and I was like oh god I can't and I've moved back to London and yeah I lost it all really and I was like I have to prove that I can live in London and not just eat delivery <laughs> um and there's a PT studio next to my office so I was like do you know what I think yeah I'm really interested in kind of um behavior like sort of psychology and that around marketing as well um, and like B.J. Fogg, I sort of read his book's really good, Tiny Habits, it's called. And it's about oh god. Like if you want to start something, I, th- I, I sort of am a believer, like if you really want to do something, you can't stop thinking about it and you don't do it. You either need to just park it and forget about it or you need to like make it as easy as possible for yourself. Yes. So like I've moved my bike to next to the front door, even though I don't, didn't particularly want it in the house. Um, and now I know I use my bike every day because, and I know if it was in on my patio I wouldn't be using it. Just that it. barrier isn't it yeah so he says like every so b equals map so every behavior needs a motivation ability and a prompt yeah so um if you you know you're motivated to do something like I'm motivated to, to get healthy again but if I don't have the ability to do it because my bike is like under a thing <laughs> and then that also serves as the, pro- as the prompt right so yeah I'm trying to get back into there's almost some extent there's too much in London a little bit because it's yeah like, oh, I want to go to the velodrome or I want to go swimming in the lake I want to um but yeah what I'm doing is trying to get my ass back in gear I think I'm routine helps doesn't it
0: if you've got yeah,
1: set exactly. days
0: for set things then that takes the thought out of it because it's sometimes your brain that's the barrier rather than once you get I find with going to the gym or going to a class or anything Mm. getting there is so much harder than being there doing the class it's your brain toying toying with your brain. what do you do I'm a bit of a runner so run running is my thing um Um, not so much running in this heat yeah (laughs) not so much not so much so um I stopped my gym membership I was at a local gym with lockdown so I didn't go back but now I've found one that's close to the office so I've got just a few classes that I'm, I'm into MetaFit at the moment that's been my what's that it's just a bit of like everything really like squats and um, burpees your general kind of fitness mm. things that you try and do at home but without other people there embarrassing you to make you do it you don't as much, much effort <laughs> yeah. so that's been my Wednesday thing we got a puppy a few oh my God, ago yeah my we fell into that thing so we've got a lovely little cavapoo to be honest he's been great but that was the children wanting him more than me so Walking, a lot of walking now, but again, not so much in this heat because I keep seeing on the news about all these dogs overheating and everything. So mm.
1: you have to be careful with their paws on the pavement as well. I heard yeah. like, hey, they can get too hot, but yeah, yeah. my dog's not yeah. good in the heat either. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I try and take him out early now. And uh, Yeah, that's on one hand, that is lovely and not so nice walking him in London as it was in Exmoor, although we do have some nice parks. But um, you kind of, for- I find you also forget you instantly forget what sort of progress you've made or the things you already do right so but then also so I'm like oh I walk the dog every morning but then it's kind of easy to be like oh yeah I walk you know I walk the dog 40 minutes and that's not enough exercise for me like Mm -hmm. it's not when I'm eating delivery
0: every night I think it's um that feeling you get from when you do intense exercise um Mm -hmm. that just makes you feel so much more energy and I think for me when I and exercising I feel like my brain's so much more alert I sleep better I can think clearer sometimes unfortunately it's when you need to exercise the most is when you least feel like doing if I'm particularly stressed in work I've got a lot on I'm working a bit later yes. exercise can be the thing to go whereas actually if I could just make half an hour to fit it in I would probably be so much more productive but
1: I know I found like you know I went to PT the day the magazine went to print like last week because I had it and it was there and I knew I had to go mm-hmm. and I was just like there's no way I would have been exercising that week no, really? or that day and yeah. I totally agree and um, the funny thing was as well in issue one that theme kept coming up with completely different people that I spoke to and I, I was asking because the theme was creativity so I was asking people you know what what do you do to stay creative you know just a really broad question and people were like exercise and yeah. they were saying like actually they, there's something about the oxygen and the endorphins yeah. and yeah I don't
0: know so yeah well, that's I'm not very cool. good at being a chilled out person so for me to sit down sit still meditate none of that exercise mm. is far more like um, Swing some
1: kettlebells around
0: that would be more my thing yeah mm. so we did have uh, a few months ago we started doing classes in the office so lunchtime we just had like a schedule of classes on and, and that's nice because actually mm. that making us do it a few people doing it but um, we're waiting for air conditioning to be fitted at the moment, so at the yeah, that's that's yeah, the be plenty for now. Well,
1: I after this recording, I'm going to do some exercise. It's going to be like the one of the first sessions because I want to start incorporating in like my own, and then I I can reduce the PT down. But I'm like, yeah, I make a commitment that I am going to do it. I've told you now, I'm going
0: to get my. I think it's out. quite inspiring though when you've got a PT because sometimes I'll if I walk into a gym and I see weights and machines I kind of think okay I don't really know what to do I feel like people are looking at me knowing she doesn't really know what she's doing so Mm -hmm. a PT will give you those kind of different sessions so it might be every now and again to refresh it and then you you could certainly redo that a lot of it's so easy Mm -hmm. to replicate at home or in the gym isn't it so absolutely so it's been brilliant speaking to you I feel like I've learned loads I need to subscribe to the magazine I want to shout about tell all my freelance friends where can people find out about you? Yeah. okay. <laughs> well, um, um, I know you talked about yourself personally, is that the best place to follow
1: to keep up to date? So yeah, so um, the, the website is freelancermagazine.co.uk. Um, my personal website is thoughtfully.co.uk but um, I'm sort of undergoing changes at the moment. The courses sit there at the moment but like I said they'll kind of move over soon-ish and there'll be new courses. Um, at fully thought out on twitter and at freelancer mag on instagram and i'm also i think i'm forward slash sofacross cross on linkedin loads of different links there but basically yeah find me on we shall sure find platform. you on yeah thank you well, no it's you been so brilliant much. thank you so oh, it's much been, been a wonderful guest thank you so much for having me jane i shall let you go and do your workout yes <laughs>